0: Welcome to the Capital Club Podcast. I'm your host, Brian C. Adams. Tune in weekly to hear from top industry leaders as we discuss relevant topics in the world of business, investing, health and wellness, geopolitics, and more. To learn more about the show, visit excelsiorgp.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome to the Capital Club Podcast. Sitting with me an old friend, Kristen Nicholson. Kristen is the founder of Urban Sweat, Nashville's first contrast therapy studio, which we will get into. Kristen, you were like, I could say this now because I'm no longer there, but my favorite trainer at The Shed in Meade. Do you want to talk about what The Shed is and, and how we know each other? Maybe? Well,
2: thanks for saying that actually. And I, I don't know if I love the emphasis on old friend.
0: We've known each other a long time.
2: <laughs> yeah. So Shed Group Fitness, we met each other there at the Mead location, dark and early most mornings on top of my corporate career, found a passion for that community and that gym specifically. And so I have that 4 a.m. wake up call and would coach at five where you and I would see each other and I would take the six and be out the door on my first conference call at seven. And Shed's done a great job of growing across the Nashville community and outside of that and really great people and great community.
0: Yeah. So the Shed in Nashville with the locations in Bellmead, but High intensity interval training, really great crew. Kristen was a coach there and we were part of the 5 a.m. class. I was a student and she was the coach, but always did a really good job of keeping me motivated early in the morning. Kristen uh, has a way of doing that. So I guess your background is in healthcare. That's what you did as your gig for the majority of yeah. time. Yeah. National- All
2: of my working career after college was focused in healthcare. I- studied healthcare administration and in that program thought that I wanted to go be a CEO of a hospital. And by the time of the end of that program, most of the students had zero desire to go be the CEO of a hospital and was able to find my way through either diagnostics and diagnostic imaging and focus on the outpatient sector of that. Spent many years in radiology, actually commuted to Dallas to work for a very long time and finally got tired of the weekly travel and, and came back and found, this is when AC, I'm dating myself for sure, um, this is when ACOs were first starting, and we had no idea how to participate in those type of programs, and so I came on with Ascension and was able to build their clinically integrated network across the country at all their Ascension ministries and then went on to spend some time working with BPO, business process outsourcing company that was based out of the Philippines and fell in love with the culture there and the people there and did that for many years before COVID hit and COVID, there was a lot of bad things obviously that came from that, but I think it's, I found it interesting, the pivots that have come from COVID and the perspective that it allowed certainly People's careers to find out what's important in their life, their families. But then, if you look back at the past three years before that, we weren't talking about mental health so much. And it seems like post 2020, it's part of our daily conversation, which I've enjoyed. And I felt like the time was right. I wasn't feeling inspired anymore in my work and knew that there was a better way after spending 23 years in the healthcare sector, that the vision was to be more proactive in our healthcare instead of reactive. And it can happen with things like infrared sauna, where the initial interest came from. And then as I started listening to longevity and immunity and anti-aging and biohacking per se podcast, I learned so much more about contrast therapy and the other modalities that we have there at the studio. And so I took the lead (laughs) and opened up Urban Sweat.
0: And so for listeners who maybe aren't in Nashville or don't know healthcare very well, her background is like legit deep OG healthcare. And she worked at some really badass companies with some great firms. I know a bunch of folks who were at those places or still are. Yeah. And so it's a very legitimate professional background. And then obviously if you're getting up at four to coach a 5 a.m. class and then take a 6 a.m. class, if you always had this type of kind of, fitness focus, orientation? Is that something that you've always had even as a kid?
2: Yeah, I think fitness really after college to me became really important. I was grinding. I was a new pharmaceutical rep. They would hire young college students that were hungry enough to get out there. And it was important for me to be listed on that first page of rankings and be number one. And I found that sales was easy for me, really, in a non-salesy way. I think I've always taken a consultative approach to most of those things. And it comes from step one of building relationship and finding like-minded individuals and building that relationship to go deeper. And so my my early mornings started and I noticed a difference when I started my day, of course, with a workout. And after I found Shed as a community, the owner there was like, you're here every day. You know the moves. You know the right way to do it. If you want to get certified to coach, do you want to do this as well? And it was a no-brainer to me. I might have bitten off more than I could chew. I was doing it six days out of the week, plus my pretty stressful job and travel intensive schedule and things like that. But I always wanted to make that a priority. And I found the people that were in the room with us, Brian, were inspiring to me and often they might have been clients of mine already. If they weren't, they were going to be. And they were a pretty healthcare heavy group in there and a lot of tangential industries there. And I found it a great way to be networking as well. And so I knew how great I felt on the healthcare, on getting my own workouts out. And I, I was a little disenchanted on the corporate healthcare side, just throwing a Band-Aid at things when I thought that you needed to go back to find the root cause of a lot of these things. And, And we look at massage or sauna use or cold plunge as an Instagrammable moment, and that's great. But what is it helping days later and in your sleep, of course, impacts everything. And so I found the interest in that. Of course, as we get older, found a real interest in longevity and anti-aging and the things that we can do to support our mitochondrial health and knew that this was going to be big business. I talked for a long time with a local girl who has a sauna studio of her own, and we talked about going into business together. I was going to do it on the side and keep my safety net of a 401k. And I just found that I had lost my creative side totally and being so reactive in the business and supporting clients in that way. And I knew that there had to be a better way. And I met somebody who had a podcast also. It was called Girlfriends in Business. And there were three hosts, one of which has moved to Nashville, Brittany Drespel, and she's the CEO of Squeeze, which is a new massage franchise. But I had reached out to her in the intro of that podcast. I bet I listened to it on a loop all weekend long. Just I was constantly on a walk in my neighborhood and listening to the intro and it was basically, let's talk about the things that are hard. Let's um, talk about things when they go sideways because they will and leap. And I reached out to her and I I said, I've been thinking about starting my business and I just want to tell you how much this podcast has inspired me and your intro in itself was great. And she said, bet on yourself. And later on that day, I was talking to a friend and they said, Kristen, you really need to just bet on yourself. And then there was somewhere else. I heard it later that day. That was the third time. And I thought, OK, I hear the winks and the whispers and it's time to take the leap. So when I decided, I called some family members and I said, here's what I'm going to do. It's, I'm not asking for questions or opinions about whether I should do this or not. I just want you to know I've not lost my mind to quit my well-paying, stable job to go and take a risk. It's just something I have to do now. I've been pretty risk averse and I knew it was my calling to go and do this.
0: So many follow-up questions. So would love to, now that you're on the other side of the table, what is your, I just gave you a bunch of truth serum perspective on modern healthcare in America? Like from the payer side, from the servicer side, from the infrastructure side, if you were going to give people a snapshot of how they should understand how this whole machine works, what would it be?
2: Well, take drugs, for example, right? You've got something that could be a generic drug or a peptide of sorts that has been around for a very long time and the pharmaceutical industry brings it back makes one tweak. And all of a sudden we have the newest Ozempic and Mongiorno and Wegobe and all of these other things. And those drugs then impact the employer benefits, right? And the cost the employer has to spend to insure their employees, which then in fact impacts the insurance companies, right? And it's something so small that one decision or one tweak and one viral video of something like Ozempic can cause. And then you look at things like, take a payer, for instance, where if we were doing reviews of Brian, if we were reviewing your chart to say, okay, we're in the current year that we're measuring, here are the tests that Brian hasn't gotten so far that could impact his health. There's not a lot of look on the prospective look. There's a lot of look on the retrospective business, right, to that impact then stars ratings called HEDIS. And to get those extra star ratings, they just go chase more charts and try to go and find healthier or um, gaps that were closed in certain areas. But where's the real work getting done? That's what I always kind of thought about. It, it was almost like a game to just go chase more charts, to close more gaps, to get the extra star, to rate the plan. And so there's a lot of, in my opinion, gameplay in the healthcare arena today, and it just puts a Band-Aid on things. Take, for example, mental health, right? Which comes first, right? Is it, you take something like gun violence, right, and and Is it the guns or is it mental health or is it both? And where does it start and how do we cut it off at the source? And so I feel like there should be more research and more things done proactively on the front end than just trying to figure out and catch up at the end. It's like mopping the ocean at that point.
0: Yeah. I mean, I had a recording earlier this morning with an old friend of mine, a CrossFit buddy, who's now in physical therapy. He's got multiple locations. He's done really well. We were talking about this exact issue in terms of prevention, not treatment, and the alignment of incentives, how they are not aligned appropriately to actually do prevention. And he threw out this stat that on a correlation basis, the highest correlation for lower back pain is depression.
2: Isn't that crazy?
0: It's just crazy. It's crazy. Right? But, but your Medicare, your Medicaid reimbursements don't care about that. That's right. They're just going to have some kind of pharmacological solution to throw at you and get you to move on and take as little time as possible from human interaction to deal with that issue.
2: I think one of the most impactful books I've read, is The Body Keeps the Score, if you haven't read that, it's really interesting. That is exactly what your physical therapist is saying. I actually did an event over at the studio recently where I had a trauma therapist come in and we brought together a group to talk about how trauma shows up in different ways in our bodies. And so maybe you go to the doctor and they say, oh, it just looks like you've got IBS. Here, take this and call me if there's any issues. When in fact, it could be a low T or a big T trauma. And the way that you store it in your body shows up in in illness. And so at the time, we had different holistic approaches there. There was a supplement brand that was there That was founded by a guy who had cancer at a very young age. And so he put together this special formula and his supplement brand. And of course, Urban Sweat was there as the sponsor to look at the different modalities and how they just impact more than just getting in your skinny jeans or taking a 30 minute break for yourself. And that's the side of the business that I really geek out about. Yes, I love sauna. I've been obsessed with it and I sauna every single day. But when I look at all the reasons, the underlying reasons why I love it and how it can impact your day and everything that you do after that, I think is really cool. So as I've thought about the brand and thought about the modalities to bring together, I was pretty specific on how I chose those and how they go together and um, and the real impact that they make. And then the physicians that might want to keep it in the back of their mind when they're thinking about suggesting to one of their patients, hey, maybe you should go to this place. I've never been so happy. I've literally had a proud moment. I was at the doctor's office last week just doing I'm hypothyroid. We were doing some lab work that we have to do annually for her to send my script in. And she said, we were looking through T3 and T4, and she said, your free T3 has quintupled in the last year, but we've had you on the same dose of thyroid medicine. And she said, wonder what it is. And I said, well, I've been doing red light two to three times a week. Do you think that could be? And she's a holistic health, functional medicine physician. And she said, yeah, I bet you that's it. And she said, I've heard about this place called Urban Sweat, if you haven't heard of it. And I, thought, well, <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. That's,
0: that's a stand <laughs> up and hands up for you. It that was, was awesome.
2: worth the copay.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> my Both my parents have Graves' disease. so they're oh, really? On yeah. yeah.
2: It's wild for
0: me. Uh, challenging. Yeah, I mean, I'm 41 and for forever, and I still have this hope somewhere that there's this magic bullet of a workout regimen or some kind of programming that will solve all these problems. What I've really found is when I hit my best like physical fitness is when I'm doing the really basic stuff really well, sleeping well, eating well doing my meditation, seeing my therapist weekly, like not traveling, all of these very basic foundational things, I think just have huge leverage over your ability to accomplish good things in the gym, right? And I think for a long time, even on Instagram today, a lot of the messaging is the opposite. No, if you just do the work in the gym and you work really hard, you do these exercises, it'll take care of everything. And it's just not the case.
2: Yeah. Those aren't very good headlines that you showed interest in, right? That's very
0: boring stuff.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's always when people lose weight and they ask, how did you do it? And you're like, well, I just ate really clean, whole foods and got a lot of sleep. And they're like, no, but what did you eat? (laughs) There's nothing you about chicken.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. Yeah. I tracked my foods and got my macros and I got a 20% deficit to where I thought my, like, caloric intake should be. Like, no, but what did you do? Did you (laughs) have a special tea or something? Like, (laughs) no. So was there, like, a tipping point that got you to jump into entrepreneurship? Was it this kind of melting ice cube that just one day, bam, I have to do this? I'm always curious to hear the entrepreneur, like, jumping off the dock moment.
2: I was totally burned out, Brian. I mean, I was burning the candle at both ends. I wasn't helping myself by getting up at 4 a.m. necessarily to go and coach a class. I I could have cut that out, but that was what I enjoyed. The work I was doing, the less than inspiring leadership sometimes. And I mean, how many times have we ever been in a job where we think, gosh, does does anybody around here know what they're doing when you're not the boss or the owner and (laughs) thinking that I could do better? Honestly, I mean, I I went pretty hard. I was, to be fair, I was probably pretty hard to manage, but I couldn't, if I felt like I couldn't complete a thought, I had, I was just so uninspired and I felt like I didn't have another choice but to do that. One, I knew I was going to quit, period. Uh, I couldn't do it anymore, but I thought there's really no time than the present to do it. I would go on walks and I would make all these notes in my notes section of business ideas and really had stuck with the sauna business for a long time. And I didn't even realize it, but I had a whole business plan written in my notes section that I would just do on afternoon walk. And so I had taken a half day off before I quit my job and I called the sauna company and that I wanted to use and asked how many of them they had on hand. They told me and I said, I'll take them. And usually I could recite my credit card out to you right now because I have been known to do some online shopping. And all of a sudden, I froze I was like, wait a minute, I got to go get the copy of it. She said, do you think you have a limit on the card? And I thought, I don't know, I've never spent this much. And while we were checking out with Sunlighting, I texted a broker of mine and I said, I'm looking for a commercial retail space in this area of the nations. And I knew that's where I wanted to go first. And he mentioned, he was like, well, who owns the building over at Silo Studios, and I thought, well, that works out. Again, another shed connection. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> And turned around in LOI quite quick, and then on the way home from doing that, I called a lady and said, I need you to name and brand this company. And I went in the next day and, and quit my job, and have never felt such an ease in doing that. I had no apprehension about going in. Sometimes you get a little nervous to have those conversations. I was not nervous, well, three and like a huge weight had been lifted from me. And I guess they say go big or go home. And I just kind of went for it. I mean, if I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump. And I had heard from a friend of mine before who had started her own business. She said, Don't tiptoe into it. I have a plan, obviously, which I I did. But she was like, If you think you're gonna do it on the side, you're never gonna do it all the way. So when you leap, you've got no other option but but to fly. And So I did, and I mean, I felt great. And then I thought, oh gosh, did I quit my job too early? This construction process sure does take a long time. Of course, worked on a few projects and did some consulting and things like that until we got open. But it all happened very fast. Even my niece said to me the other day, she was like, I've never seen somebody start a business so quickly. I worked in the dark for a while before I even told anybody what I was doing. And then when I announced it, nobody really knew it was me yet that was doing it and then went full throttle. And opened up in February of twenty two.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And I have been known to verbally assault you while you're doing your walks in Green Hills when I'm driving to (laughs) do God knows what errands. I'm that guy because I grew up out in the country. I'm from like middle of nowhere, upstate New York. Can't and so I still am like the guy that stops and says hi to people on the street because. It's kind of a redneck sometimes. And you are like my Green Hills person. When I see you walking your dog, I'm like, hey, what's going on? And you're like, there's five cars behind you. You're, you, you can't do this. You're in Everyone, rush
2: hour traffic.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just have this compulsion to say hi. So I love it. now I know what you were doing on all those walks. That's, That's
2: right. You got to plan business somehow.
0: There's <laughs> a good lesson too. I think oftentimes when people see someone like you, they've had this idea. It's successful. Like they see it on social media. It's really doing well. They think, oh, like it just happened. But if you listen to your story, like you put yourself in the position to know what you don't want to do, which I think is hugely powerful. And then to your point, like you start networking and building these relationships. You never know when they're going to come in handy. But boom, like the next thing I know who you're talking about, he's this diehard shed guy and he would bend over backwards for you. Right. So like now that's a phone call. As opposed to a cold call or a blind email and that's how these things happen in real life so you really positioned yourself well to be able to execute on this
2: in the same vein just like that you think about i've hopped around to every gym in town the last 23 years and i know all the trainers and i know all the owners and i know all the people taking classes I was one of the few shed coaches that actually would hop around other gyms. I'm like, you can't do the same workout all the time. And I always found it interesting. You always would learn new things at other gyms or different moves that we could write for extra torture at at shed. So (laughs) I, I knew that community really well. I was entrenched with the fitness community. And then I think about my career and early in my career, I was working with a lot of physicians and certainly with a lot of executives as it went on. And so if you take those three different groups, well, that's who I market to. I mean, that's my target, right? It's the really stressed out corporate executive or team building person over here that works together. I have all of the athletes, whether it's your group fitness enthusiast or somebody training to go to the CrossFit Games, which I've had a couple of people attend the CrossFit Games that come in and recover with us. And then certainly on the physician side where... That's not as easy of a conversation, but when they have patients who have quintupled their free T3 or healed their broken wrist in four weeks, not eight to 12, or stopped their tremor from Parkinson's, two visits to red light therapy a week, things like that. And they're like, what are you doing differently? Just keep doing it. And they come up with answers like cold plunge and sauna and red light therapy. And so that's my introduction into those physicians. I don't already know them to say, how can I provide some information for you and your staff to ensure that your patients know about us? So same thing as my doctor trying to sell me on (laughs) my own business the other day. And, you know, for sure, I left some cards there. But that's been really exciting to see. And then, of course, you also tap into the tourist Side of Nashville as well. You either bachelors are. I have a lot of bachelor parties. I had a bachelor party of fifteen guys come in yesterday to all come cold plunge Lord. to save themselves post Broadway, and <laughs> um, so that's quite common. I they asked me. They said, "Do you have very many bachelor, bachelorette parties?" I was like, "I never have bachelorette parties. I, only bachelor parties." We have a lot of people that have moved to the Nashville area from California who really struggled last year with a cold, dark, rainy season. And so they came in for red light therapy for seasonal affected disorder. And so and and they've been doing in California, they're a little bit more familiar with some of these modalities than we have been. And I mean, it's a $48 billion business and it's going to get even bigger as I know lots of competitors are heading to this market for sure.
0: We put together a free resource available exclusively to our podcast listeners. If you're looking for strategies to safeguard your portfolio against inflation, you want to check out our latest guide on the best alternative investments to consider. Head to excelsiorgp.com/download to learn more. Yeah, so let's get into. Well, one, I completely agree with you. So, for background, I've known Kristen for a long time. I saw her very active on social media with the business, and I said, "Hey." would love to have you come on the pod. And she was kind enough to say, of course, with the caveat that I had to go and do all of this stuff at her studio. She hooked me up, gratis, which I really appreciate. And so I did the whole enchilada. I did kind of red light. I did the traditional sauna and then I finished with the cold plunge. And it was incredible. I've done sauna before. I've never done a cold plunge. And you get out of there and felt like I had just been shot out of a cannon felt so so great especially my lower body like my legs and my feet in particular and sam said that apparently your stress it'll impact the most and so like the bottom of my feet were just being crushed which means that maybe that i need to pay more attention to them but can you maybe talk about what your own experience has been with these different modalities and recoveries and how do you your own programming. You said you sauna every day. Yeah. Would love to get granular, like how long, temperature, all the different treatments.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you were able to make it in the studio and you were like, Am I doing all three? <laughs> how long yeah. am I going to be there? And I thought, oh, gosh. She was
0: like, You're doing all three. And I did. And it was awesome. So,
2: yeah. So we've got two different sauna types there. You are in our cabin sauna, which you think of is the cedar box type deal. And then we also have a pod sauna. I happen to have one of those pod saunas in my house and have for, gosh, eight years now. I'm always going to love that pod more than I love the cabin, but certainly understand when people want to come in or have broad shoulders or really tall. I have a lot of basketball players that come in certainly any Titans player would need the cabin sauna or they'll bring a friend, people will bring a friend and they'll hang in the cabin together. And so the pod sauna is a 30-minute session and the cabin is a 40-minute session, but they both heat up to about 150, 155. So it's a little bit different than a traditional sauna because both of those are infrared and infrared heats at the cellular level. So think about a traditional sauna. You go in, you pour the water on the rocks and it heats the, the air around you. But If you think about your experience in an infrared sauna you don't even really start to sweat for the first five minutes or so it really is getting to the cellular level before you start to sweat and then it gets really intense so i prefer infrared it has a a lot of benefits from that but i I do the pod every single day for 30 minutes and then the red light therapy is new to a lot of people but of course i feel like i'm targeted i see it everywhere now with all the benefits that it brings but that's a 20-minute session and sometimes that's a harder sell because if you want instant gratification, like a lot of people do, that you sauna, that you cold plunge when you walk out the door. But with the red light, you don't feel any heat. You really feel more, it's a mental thing. And I get to almost like a dream state where I think, am I dreaming or do I think that? I, I, it's, I can't really tell, but as an entrepreneur and somebody who's type A and up at four and go, 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 go. My anxiety is high often. (laughs) And so I do the red light for that. It really also helps my sleep. It did heal my broken wrist that I did. I fell at the gym. Somehow I broke my wrist on leg day. I
0: remember that. I remember that. I remember that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And, and, but I, my doctor even said, he was like, I have never seen somebody's bones heal so fast. What are you doing? And I said, I want all your ankles and wrists because of this. That was the old pharmaceutical yeah. girl coming out in me <laughs> and then cold plunge. And that's why when you asked, do I really need to do all three, I, I suggested that you do because the contrast part comes from getting hot and then getting cold. And so I wanted you to experience that. And just exactly what you said, you can feel it the most intense in your hands and your feet. In fact, I don't even put my hand in it's so hard. So but the feet are the hardest thing. And so when guests come in, I go back with them and I kind of talk about what their journey is going to feel like. A lot of times they're blocking out what I'm saying because they're so focused in their breath. I can see their chest is moving up and down quite quick. So I think first we start talking about breath work and how they should breathe, especially the first 30 seconds of that visit. And I literally say at this minute mark, you're going to say this. And at this minute mark, you're going to say that. And really all I'm looking for on your first visit is to to get to one minute, but certainly nothing over five and a half minutes. Studies show that really five and a half minutes, you start to have diminishing returns anyway. And so you're not doing anything, but there's no trophy that comes if you stay longer than five and a half minutes, but you really do. It feels like you could run through a wall. Just like you were saying, you feel like you are shot out of a cannon. It's a complete juxtaposition of being really calm and lower heart rate when you're in the sauna and then you go and you just spike it. So those that wear whoops and they collect their data, I always love seeing their data on that because their blood pressure just drops, but their heart rate spikes on things like that. And the reason I love cold plunge so much and and curious, one, I want to know how long you stayed, but then two, how long you felt the benefits of it. But I find it different than cryotherapy. I can get in a cryotherapy chamber. I think it's negative. I don't know, 250, I think. And it's over in three minutes. And I think, wow, that was really cold and intense. And then it's over. But if I were to get into the cold plunge for three and a half minutes, I feel it until the next day. Because for the rest of the day, I feel a little floaty and my legs feel really light. I feel like I'm almost picking them up a little higher than I was before. And I sleep really well that night. And then the next day I wake up, like spring out of bed. And so I think the half-life of uh, the benefits of the cold plunge lasts a little bit longer than cry- traditional cryo. But I'm curious how long you felt it and how long you stayed.
0: Gosh, I, I did I did five minutes. Oh, wow. But it was like 43 degrees. Okay, yeah. 45, 45 degrees. So yeah. it wasn't like super, super cold. It was cold enough. Yeah. I was ready to get out. Sam coached me through the experience. But yeah, I mean, it like knocked the breath out of me at first. Definitely had to control my breathing, the shaking. I tried putting put my hands in and I couldn't roll with it. So I just did the rest of my body. I didn't totally submerge. Yeah, I wasn't ready. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah, of people see people
2: do it on Instagram and they'll say, do I have to dunk my head? I'm like, no, you don't have to. Just yeah. put that on the gram.
0: Yeah, it, it it was did feel this immediate spike in energy and... Yeah, I mean, I felt like it did help the musculature in my legs, especially kind of rehabilitate. And then yeah, I slept like a rock that night for sure. Yeah. So I'm a believer. I totally believe in it. And I think there's just something what you were saying earlier, when people say, Oh, how did you go on this wellness journey or it's not one thing. It's like all these things, right? So right. I'm I think you should shotgun it and try these different modalities and experiences and approaches and it's interesting because I go up to the Adirondacks to Lake Placid every summer to go play in this big lacrosse tournament with my college friends and after every game we go to a swimming hole which is cold water and you go in for 10 minutes and it's just part of the rehabilitation thing and so there's just something natural it just feels like your body is meant to do this and it's right. meant to help you rehabilitate and get back to a homeostasis so it just seems primal in a lot of ways, in a very good way.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's what's been so interesting about it. One, obviously, it's in everybody's feeds right now, too. Whatever touring physician is jumping in a trash can outside of his bus, things, yeah. things like that. But I've been really amazed. The groups of people that come in, and certainly the word of mouth, whether it is a group that's all been in recovery together, and that's part of their recovery that they do just a simple thing to do to get a dopamine hit. It really does become addictive and you feel really steady throughout the day. If you could put it in pill form, it would be the best medicine (laughs) we've ever had. And same, I think, for sauna. It's harder to do. It certainly is. But one of the things, all sauna and red light for the most part, always sauna. a red light a couple times a week and then cold plunge, I try to get my cumulative 11 minutes a week, which is not always easy. But I'm not always talking so nice to myself either to get in the water. <laughs> I don't always want to do it. I don't, In fact, I never no. do, but I always know how great I feel after. But I think that's what's been so funny to to see. I have guys that come in every single day and nobody ever looks forward to it. It's just the way that you feel after. And you don't necessarily have to get in a cold plunge or do something extreme, but you can start with a cold shower. That's good practice as well. But I think the the biggest practice for all of it is even when I get stressed, I think to myself, what is it in that first 30 seconds that saves me? And it's my breath. And so if I'm in traffic and I start to get a little stressed, I just think go to your breath and try to get that under control and how that can change everything. You don't need some big crazy exercise to go and do that, but just taking a minute to get a good deep breath can really change your day too. So
0: yeah, I mean, I'm married to a child psychologist, and we, she has me listening to a lot of audibles and like reading things about child rearing. And the biggest one that I've taken away so far has been, you're not trying to teach your child how to be happy. It's about how they can are able to cope with the realities of life.
2: Right. Resilience. And
0: things like this help you, yeah, they help you realize, like, this might suck in the moment, but it will be over. And then life will move on, and I'm able to do this for three or four minutes. I think that ability to cope things that you don't want to do is basically life in a right, lot of ways.
2: Right. I've got a few people that do bring their children in, of course, supervised. But I'm always so amazed at these. I'm thinking about this one particular client, and he'll bring his ten-year-old and eight-year-old daughters, and they come in, and they are beasts. Yeah, it's incredible to me. Uh, I certainly so wasn't maybe doing do was something like, worse.
0: <laughs> Well, I could, maybe I could bring my boys and I could leave them there for no. a long period
2: of time. No, no, we got a pretty thick waiver where you can't. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 So let's, while well, well, we kind of round out the conversation, let's talk about kind of where the business is today. Where do you think it's going? What are the plans? What's pie in the sky? What does that look like?
2: Yep. So we opened February of 22. And in October of 22, I finalized my franchise agreement, my FDD. And began having conversations. I have a lot of people that come in and say, I wish there was something like this where I live. And I always like being there to say, there can be. <laughs> Let's continue the conversation. And so I'm actually working on location two, three, four, five, and six uh, now in the Middle Tennessee area. And then seven, eight, nine will be shortly thereafter out on the West Coast and having a few other in conversations. So ideally, by the end of this year, we have two to three open, depends on the construction process, certainly all nine open by the end of next year. But really, for me, getting focused on selling the franchises across the country, especially in the states that are great for the business. I've got those targeted. I actually was putting together some numbers today, and I hope in the next three years we've got at least 50 open, and that depends on the conversations that I'm having. We've got people that'll do distribution deals and sign to open six in three years and that sort of thing. Long-term goal, eventually make an exit, (laughs) I'm sure. And who knows really what comes in between now and then. I think of ancillary services that we can add. I'm, I'm tapped out on space at the nations for right now. so. I won't add anything else there, but as each new studio opens, maybe another modality or additional modalities in that way. And so the group that I'm working with right now that should be open by the end of the year, they're great. It's so easy with them. I feel like I've known them forever and I haven't. And some really great couples that understand the science and understand the benefits of all of these things and are athletes and. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, no competition is coming. I was the first contrast therapy and cold plunge in Nashville. That isn't going to last for much longer. And I'm okay with that when I think about, one, being the first, and then two, finding new markets to go be the first. And then just to think about the industry and where people come from when they come to visit our studio in the nations and how much is really out there for us to go get and I think there's enough for everybody, so I welcome our new competitors as they get into Nashville, and I hope they experience what I have. It's nice to be now in the studio and people walk in and say, I've been looking forward to this all day, or this really is the best part of my whole day. And that's refreshing based on where I came from, where that was not always the conversation from my clients and guests, (laughs) and so... It's nice to be the best part of everyone's day. And our tagline really is self-care is health care. It's not an extravagance. It's something that you can do that's really going to impact everything, such as sleep, which then in turn is the starts everything. It's how you eat. It's how you move. It's how you act with others. It's how you drive. It's everything. And we're really excited to be a part of the. I love seeing Nashville come together and be able to expand like this. And I can't wait to take it into another market.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And anytime I hear an entrepreneur speak with the passion that you're speaking with, I know it's a ton of work as a small business owner. It's really scary. But when you're providing a solution set to a market that you know needs it, I think your experience coaching at Shed and for folks that don't know Bellmead is a very fluent area. Our 5am class, we're all like hard charging workers, right? (laughs) Clearly, if you're waking up four in the morning and cramming out an hour long hit session, you're focused and motivated and to understand how that population or like what that cohort needs, I think is really powerful. So kudos to you for doing it and best of luck coming on. Can you give a call out if people are interested in or coming to Nashville to visit or they live here, where can they find out more about the location? Where are you on the socials? Yep. All, of all that.
2: Yep. So you can find us on Instagram. It's urbansweat underscore the nations right now. We'll be adding other sites of those in the next couple of months, which I'm excited about. Obviously, urbansweat.com. And then if you want to email or call us at the studio, info at urbansweat.com. Right now, we're doing a lot of private parties. I mentioned the big bachelor party that came in yesterday for two hours and, and hopped around to each of the modalities. But we're also seeing, for those of us that came from the corporate world, and we have certain budgets for team building and not a lot got spent three years ago. So they have extra money to do these team building events. Or certainly if your team is remote and you're bringing them together once a quarter, we've been doing a lot of team building events and things like that to start their day too. So that's always really exciting. And then we do a lot of pop-ups, especially in new gyms that are popping up or for charity, we'll pop up with a cold plunge and see so you can just this
0: around town. That's awesome. And like I said, I did it myself. It was awesome. I definitely plan on going back. And it would be really cool to do with a small group or even a, an old friend. If you just want to, instead of getting coffee, go do this and share this experience. And you'll have a lot kind of in more in-depth conversation afterwards, I think. So, Kristen, thank you so much for coming on. Congrats on all the work. For all of our listeners, please do leave us a review. Let us know your favorite part of the conversation. And we always end with the same question, which is, And this is kind of a no-brainer for you. Do you have a daily practice that helps bring peace to your life?
2: I do. Um, It's an early morning wake-up, not touching my phone for the first hour, if possible, a workout, and immediately into the sauna. And while I'm in the sauna, I like to listen to a podcast where I'm learning something about business or longevity, and then I kind of start my day from there. Of course, I've got a lot of other hocus-pocus pull into my day as well, but I think your entire day starts... Your sleep routine starts the minute you wake up. So all the things you're doing throughout the day to prepare yourself for a good night's sleep to start a really great day is important.
0: I love it. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Best of luck. I look forward to screaming at you from my car in Green Hill soon.
2: Thank you, Brian. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) Take care. Thank you for joining us for today's conversation on the Capital Club Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, rate, and leave us a review. And please follow us on your favorite streaming platform so you never miss an episode.
1: Hold up.